This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben. Got another great show for you. Real quick, before we get started, hey, are you subscribed to us on iTunes? If not, why not? Um, Be sure to do that, because it helps us out a lot, not only subscribing, but rating and reviewing us a sentence or two. You know, just give us that five-star rating, four-star rating, three, whatever you think, whatever you think, but give us a rating and a review. It really helps us out a lot. We've been climbing those charts lately, and uh, it, it has a lot to do with you guys, which also, though, I have to mention, it also has to do with the great guests we've been having, thanks to you guys who continue to listen. So it's, uh, it's, it's a win-win, and uh, we've been talking to a lot of cool people lately. Uh, today, me and Dave talk with the legendary Ed Begley Jr. Uh, you might know him from some Christopher Guest films, Best in Show, um, and also, you know, TV shows, Arrested Development, uh, Young Sheldon, he's been on of recent, uh, Portlandia, which I got to mention to him uh, as well. He got to talk about that a little bit, which was fun. Uh, he had something on his shelf, which I was over the moon about, so stay tuned to see what that was on his shelf. Uh, that was very exciting uh, to see, and uh, it, was, it was distracting, but in a good way. Uh, but uh, we had a great time talking with Ed. We didn't have a movie uh, t- uh, of discussion this week, but uh, we did get to talk to him about his career and also his uh, Begley's Best products. They're all natural. Uh, definitely check those out. He's going to talk more about it and where you can get them. Um, and yeah, he's just a great guy. Great conversation me and Dave had with him. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at blockbuster mentality and Twitter at blockbuster cast. That's where you'll get all the updates on the show. When new shows come out, what uh, guests are coming up, things like that. But anywho, uh, enjoy our conversation with Ed Begley Jr. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Hello. Pretty good. Nice to be on with you. Hey, thanks for coming on. Is that an Oscar I see? That's my father's Oscar. Good eye. Ah. Oh, oh, man. Wow. Yeah. Let's just talk about that uh, for 30 minutes. There we go. <laughs> you got a deal. Whatever you want. <laughs> oh, man. Now that's that's awesome. That's uh, it's just right there. I, I can't keep my eye off of it. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's just a paperweight at this point. I've been looking yeah. at it for decades. <laughs> Exactly. You're our first guest that's had an Oscar in the background. So congratulations. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm happy to be the first of something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's it's about time, right? I mean, yeah. you've only been in the business, you know, a couple, couple decades, right? 54 years, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that, that that is a long time. Uh, have you been doing anything since the pandemic? Have you worked on I have. I've been shows? very lucky to be working a good deal, actually. Yeah. I've been working on uh, Young Sheldon, 
I'm doing a TV series right now that I'm uh, recurring in. It's a show I've been on before, but they had me sign an NDA. They want it to be a surprise that my character is coming back, but it's a very popular show. I'm shooting that right now. I did a feature film with a lot of A-list stars. Did another NDA. Can't talk about that, but I can talk <laughs> about Young Sheldon and what else have I done? I did Mr. Mayor with Ted Danson. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. I mean, you're you only have about three hundred some IMDb credits, yeah. I think. So, <laughs> you know, it's what? Why haven't you worked more in your career? <laughs> I I never thought I'd still be working at seventy one and, and like it. I actually still like working. So there's something to be said for that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's insane. You know that uh, that yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, because you have these actors who've you know they've come and gone, but yeah, it seems like you've just steadily just been been chugging along um i I, th- I think i have a guest to one of those shows but i won't say it you have an nda you have an nda um what did uh let's get into this a little bit the n- i keep seeing this year when i look you up about being an environmentalist 1970 you became a night uh you know environmentalist and you know now you have all these products which we're going to talk about what did uh what kind of sparked that in 1970 now i know you've you know talked about the start of it and you know how you you know got a uh, electric car and all that, you know, early on in the seventies, but like what, when did your eco friendly mind start? Would you say? There were some good things that led to that and some bad things. The bad one was living in smoggy LA. At that point I was 20 years old. I'd lived two decades in smoggy LA and I was just fed up. It hurt your lungs to just sit there, forget about running and playing. It just hurt. And it was very damaging. People, you know, we get very sick with emphysema and, you know, lots of other problems from the smog. So when they started the first Earth Day in 1970, you know, I was ready to make a change. That was a bad influence. A good influence was my dad, though he wasn't, he didn't use the word environmentalist. He was one. Yeah. You know, he, he had lived through the Great Depression. He was the son of Irish immigrants. We turn off the lights. We turn off the water. We save string and tinfoil. We just kind of conserved. So I got that from him. He got me into Boy Scouts, too, and that was I got to see nature up close and personal, and I liked it. And then the other, you know, uh, positive influence was just, you know, seeing that it it worked right away, that all this stuff that I that I did, you know, I started recycling. I started composting. I became a vegetarian. As you said a minute ago, you know, I bought an electric car, a very primitive car. You know, when I say car, I'm being quite grand. We talk about a golf cart with a windshield wiper and a horn. Oh, man. <laughs> had a tiller. didn't have a steering wheel. It had a, 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 like a golf cart from that era. Oh, you must have been picking up the chicks thinking, in that thing, huh? Oh, yeah. That was a real babe magnet. <laughs> I took Cindy Williams on a date. I didn't get a second date after that. Oh, man. I wonder <laughs> why. Hot Wheels passing us by. It was so slow. <laughs> now, did you – you were a little bit ahead of the curve then. I mean, you kind of – you you saw something and, and you kind of went full into it. Did you ever feel like you were – uh, am I being a crazy person kind of a thing? Cause you were, you were way ahead of kind of like where we are now, you know, where most of us are coming around in these later decades, you were sort of already there. You had made those changes and committed to that. People really thought I had lost my mind. <laughs> and then when I revisited again in 1989 and 90, I got another, you know, better electric car than that. It had a steering wheel. It was a 73 Subaru, a guy converted to electric, but it had a range of about 25 miles, you know, distance so my kids were you know upset they lived part-time in Ojai, california and i'm in studio city so it's like a 
uh, 80 mile, 76 mile drive. I yeah. couldn't make it in the electric car. I went, we're not great. He's driving an electric car. I'll never see my father again. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> somehow worked it out. I take my bike and put it on a, you know, Greyhound bus and get up there. I take Amtrak with the bike and ride the rest of the way to Ojai where they'd come and visit me. Somebody would drop them off. We made it work. Then finally I got a car with better range. I got a VW rabbit that could make it yeah. you know, all the way there. Well, <laughs> I love that because you, 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 you know, you talk the talk and there's a lot of, you know, people like to say a lot of stuff, but you, you lived it and it's, it, it was clearly inconvenient and you, and you certainly, I would assume had the means to, to make things a lot more convenient for you, but yet you made that decision for, for something greater. I think that's great. Yeah. And I never, I never realized how nervous I was making people, you know, in my <laughs> line of work producers and what have you studio heads. I think they're really scared of me or worried about me or something. Because I went on the set one day on this movie I did with Macaulay Culkin called uh, Page Master. And I played his dad. So one day I go on set. And I drive my electric car there, what have you. And then I hear these assistant directors, these ADs on headsets going, I don't know what to do. He's here. Let me talk to him. No, I, I don't know. I have no idea what we're going to do. Just to, Oh, he's here. Hold on. Let me talk. Ed, can we speak to this? Yeah, I'm worried. Am I going to get fired? No, no. We got a problem today. Ed, tell me what's the matter. Well, we... We didn't get the the car, the electric car. I mean, we didn't get the station wagon. What? There's a scene where you sit in a station wagon. We couldn't find an electric station wagon in all of America. Said, I just sit there, right? I don't even drive anywhere. I said, yeah. I said, we're going to be fine. I don't mind sitting in a, a non-electric station wagon. They literally thought I was going to walk off the set. And, uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that's great. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you were doing it. Yeah. Like Dave was, you know, alluding to, you were kind of doing it before, before it was cool. It was the cool thing to do. You know, you were doing it back then. And now it seems, you know, not to get too dark. Uh, are you afraid it's too little too late at this point? Well, there's some stuff, you know, we lose a lot of plant and animal species for a number of reasons, you know, different things where we've altered the environment and climate change is at a certain level right now. No matter what we do, there's enough CO2 in the pipeline and in the atmosphere, uh, you know, it's going to be a problem. But that's not a reason to do nothing. There's still so much we can save. You know, we can save maybe more than we even think. We have to set about doing it and do what we can, you know, to save people in places like Bangladesh. What are these people going to do? They're like 18 feet above sea level or, you know, three feet above sea level at this point. Right. it's going to be very bad. Where will all those people go? It's going to be, it's going to cause major, major, major upheaval around the world. And the people that speak about it the loudest are the people at the Pentagon. The United States military knows about it very well, They're more concerned about it than any of us, because they know it's going to cause great upheaval. And they know like the Navy knows about it very well because they have bases, what have you, all built around the infrastructures, built around something called sea level, you know, <laughs> docks and equipment and everything. And now, as it turns out, also, a lot of oil companies knew about it decades ago. They went, wait a minute, we got a problem with our refineries. They're at sea level and blah, 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 blah. What are we going to do? They knew about it, yet they continued on this path. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. You, you had something, Dave? Well, just where we live, we live in the Tampa Bay area, Ed, and I don't think we're much higher above sea level than someone in Bangladesh, to be honest with you. Yeah, we're, we're, right. we're right there. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, three – Three feet. I think, yeah, we might be at sea level, I think. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. And you see some of the problems already having in Miami, you know, with the 
Yeah. When the, you know, the water comes up through the water table from below, sometimes even in the tidal surge and what have you, it's going to be a real challenge. And those maps that they put forward about what will happen to much of Florida are of great concern to me. You know, no matter where you live, you got to wonder what's going to happen for all those people. It's going to be a lot of engineering it's going to take to keep people out of harm's way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, now what people can do, too, is uh, you have uh, Begley's Best, which, uh, you know, obviously (laughs) you are here to talk about, that's for sure. And these are some, uh, what can you tell us about these products and how it started and all that, um, that uh, that we we might not know that you haven't talked about a hundred times. You know, we don't want to bore you, but, you know. (laughs) No, very kind to include that. It's a small thing that you can do to make your life less toxic. We have big ticket items and things we all need to do with transportation, home energy use, you know, to combat climate change and to clean up the air in cities like Houston and Bakersfield and LA. Still, we have some pollution left, of course, air pollution. So those are things we need to do. But something that's pretty easy to do if you have, you know, house cleaners that, you know, kids crawl around the floor sometimes can, you know, they're constantly putting their hands in their mouth and pets down on the floor you don't want to have you don't want to use a toxic substance in your house certainly if you make it energy efficient and seal it up good which i encourage people to do now more than ever you don't want to have toxic stuff so there's lots of cleaners out there a lot of them work very well so we set about having cleaners that will work every bit as good as the you know the more toxic variety and uh, but they happen to be you know fully uh, non-toxic so that's what we did we have a line of Begley's Earth Responsible Products. You can just go to Amazon and type in Begley Cleaning or type in Begley Cleaning Products in a Google search. It'll, it'll come up pretty quick. And uh, that's right, really that's good. Right. we've got a lot. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. We got a, a lot of different products to, you know, pet stain, odor remover, you know, household cleaner, glass cleaner. We got lots of different stuff and they all work well. I was just thinking what you said about that it works as that works as well because I think everyone's like yeah you know I'll buy it it smells good and uh, I'll, I'll help the cause but at the end of the day I'm gonna break out the, the the ammonia or something like that you know but if this does just go to job that's incredible yeah because people only buy your product once if it doesn't clean well you know it's fine it's organic that's all very important to people like me and others I'm sure but the general public or people like me even they want it to clean well too. You know, you don't want it to do a half-assed job. So these are really very good, aggressive cleaning products, but they do it without the normal chemicals that you find in some of the other brands. Yeah, definitely. And I heard you, uh, I believe I heard heard correctly, were you sort of uh, inspired a little bit by this company with uh, Newman's own uh, with what he did with that company, having, you know, the, you know, dressings, obviously, and the popcorn and all that. Uh, were you inspired by that? Absolutely. My dad did a movie with Paul Newman. I knew him a little bit. I know his daughter, Nell. And they started just doing it, I think, in Connecticut for like local fundraisers and what have you. They, he had some salad dressing he made for some, you know, picnic or what have you that people liked and went, hey, bottle that up and sell it and we'll get the money for the local PTA, what have you. Yeah. Then he had some pasta sauce that he made. He went, put bottle that up too. And he started doing that pretty soon. He had a brand that they sold locally pretty soon. He had, you know, like 20 different SKUs, 20 different products. And then pretty soon he had hundreds of SKUs and, you know, they, uh, they sold the company to others. It went beyond his ability to, to run it. 
And then uh, Nell Newman, his daughter, runs the foundation. And that's what I wanted to do, too. I called her up and asked how to do it because I wanted to give money to environmental causes with the money I made from it. And so that's exactly what we do. The corporation makes the money and then you give it to a foundation directly, 100 cent dollars. And it, it, it's a good way to give. You can yeah. give a lot that way because they're 100 cent dollars you're getting for selling your products or lots of other things. Right? do these green speaking engagements and what have you and other things, green product endorsements that all can go eventually to the foundation. Excellent. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, you mean you have, you know, celebrities that get their name involved with things and it's, you know, it's, it's, you, you kind of almost see it as like a side hustle for them. Whereas like, <laughs> I like when you actually see them giving back and, you know, it's, uh, you know, to the actual cause that they kind of started it for. And that's, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people that I know and Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward, yeah. two of them, the whole family, the very generous people. They gave so much their whole lives and many, there's a long list, you know, there's yeah. a list of other kinds of people in show business. We all know that too, but there's also, a long list of people who are very generous and they should be. They've been very lucky to have a job these days at all is a gift and have a job doing something that you really like. People feel doubly blessed and they, right. uh, they want to give something back. And most people do it. It's encouraging to see and not just in entertainment and sports and medicine. Right, lots of yeah. other people are very generous in many lines of work and they're all to be applauded. Absolutely. 100%. And uh, now where can people get these products? You can go to Amazon and type in Begley Cleaning. You know, just, uh, you know, type in Begley, I think, would do it even. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We sell a lot through Amazon. There's a few stores. We've had it in Gelson's. We've had it in a few other stores like that for a while. But we find it easiest nowadays to sell it through Amazon. And uh, it's it's doing very, very well. And they ship it to you very quickly, as you know. If you have yeah. time, you get it pretty quick. And, and it's good stuff. It really really works good and it smells good and you know everybody the the kids and the pets and everybody likes yeah. it yeah <laughs> excellent well it's great too that it's amazon because i think they're just trying to use you know uh environmentally friendly trucks and everything and deliveries so it's like you know win-win there if you get it on amazon yeah. bada there's bing, so much bada we boom. can all do and people who do very well should do the maximum that they're able to do and people who have very little resources uh can sometimes find something they can do that is not too expensive and can make a difference. You know, a lot of the stuff I started with in 1970, riding my bike, taking public transportation, diet, you know, eating a lot of plant-based food and what have you, you know, using baking soda instead of Comet, you know, vinegar and water instead of the harsh cleansers. All that stuff is also very cheap. It's not just good for the environment. It's very inexpensive. Yeah. I actually had a question on the diet. Uh, I've read that you were vegan. Are you vegan or vegetarian? I was a vegetarian. I became vegan in 92. You know, I've gone back and forth a few times being just a vegetarian, but I've been a vegan for a while now and I really like it. It, it, it suits me. It feels right. And uh, I really enjoy it. What was back your vice? Was it the honey or the eggs? What was it? <laughs> what got you? <laughs> yeah, it was easy to give up eggs. I never liked eggs uh-huh. much, but I liked cheese. And so that was hard to give cheese, up. Okay. I had some good non-dairy cheese now some of it's terrible but some of it's wonderful <laughs> and they have you know they have it at whole foods and uh some of it's very very good 
Now, yeah. I know uh, there's a big push for sort of changing how a lot of us eat. There's been a push for more plant-based diets. I'm thinking of like the Impossible Whopper. Uh, but the other thing I've been seeing over the last year or two, which I'm sure you're, you're plenty aware of, are insects, Ed. So I, I want to know if uh, if you've been eating insects, could you recommend them to all of us? Uh, what's, the, what's, what's the deal with, with this big push? That's for right. Plants? You can go on the cicada diet right now. We've got a plentiful food source. Yeah, I've heard uh, that people eat such things. It's always, I'm just one of those squeamish people. Yeah. I imagine if I was starving out in the wilderness, what have you, you get hungry enough, you'll eat just about anything. That's how people ate their first cicada or their first egg or their first eel. Right. People were damn hungry until they ate you know, an oyster or whatever. didn't look like something you'd want to eat, but if you're hungry, you'll try it. And exactly. then you just get used to it. You know, what's really the difference between eating crawfish and eating, you know, a cicada, what have you, there's, not that much difference when you think about it. Maybe it tastes different. I've never had a cicada, but uh, <laughs> it's not, I've never, I've always been turned off by that sort of thing. Having, you know, crickets, you know, dipped in chocolate or what have you. I've just never gone yeah. there. <laughs> Where by it? Not yeah. for me. Yeah, no, no amount of chocolate can take away the mental thing about it. You know, like the I I know it's a bug. There's not there's no amount of chocolate. Yeah, you're not going to disguise it for me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But for those reasons too, for just the reason of being repulsed for whatever visual right reason, subconscious things. That's why I just stopped eating meat back in 1970. Never looked back. I haven't had beef, lamb, veal, pork, wow. anything like that since 1970. It just kind of turned me off. I saw some slaughterhouse mm-hmm. you know, films or what have you. So I just got turned off and haven't had it since. Yeah. I respect that 100%. And I'm so glad you're not on the bug train, Ed. <laughs> he was dying. He was dying to ask. He said, can I, I had to know. He said, can I ask Ed if he's eaten any bugs? I said, if you want, if you want. Uh, also, you wonder nowadays, how long are they underground? What kind of soil is it? Toxic soil? I mean, they've been there for a while. That's I'm true. I'm not sure how you vet that. <laughs> what kind of taste and chemicals are going to be involved? Wow. Have you ever ate a bug, Dave? I have not. Okay. <laughs> Never. I, uh, no, you'll have to. You'll have to put a funnel down my throat to for, get me to eat a bug. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we'll uh, get you there. I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, and I also read that uh, you and Bill Nye are in a competition uh, of who can have the smallest carbon footprint. Do you have an update on that race? Who's winning? Who's losing? It started years ago when we lived just two doors away from each other. We had very similar houses, same square footage, the same basic design or what have you. And to be fair and to be clear, he would beat me regularly. But the reason I put forward, and I think it's true, there's one of him in the household and three of us, <laughs> two ladies and me. So per capita, yeah. I was yeah. doing better. But, you know, uh, now he's, I think he's got a, a lady in his life. So there's two people there, what have you. But I went and cheated. I built a new house a mile east of where we used to live. <laughs> I cheated and made, built a lead platinum home that's designed, you know, to be very energy efficient. Those old 1936 homes that Bill and I lived in and he still lives in, there's a case to be made for keeping that material and not, you know, making something new. Mm-hmm. There's a case to be made for that. He stayed there. And so, but my house is very energy efficient now because I have nine kilowatts of solar in the roof. I have 12 inch thick walls. I have everything you can do to make a lead platinum home green and and i did it and so i'm I'm doing very good now i got pretty low bills excellent that's great and uh yeah if he uh if you if he lost to uh you know four people and him alone <laughs> i think he would uh 
that would be a tough loss for him. So, you know, if you're going. But actually, wait a minute. Full disclosure here. We've got to be honest in this situation. Now, my electric bill has gone up quite a bit. It's mostly nighttime usage, of course, because I got a Tesla Powerwall. Uh, I'm never using it during peak, you know, the one to five hours or anything like that. But I have, I gave my old electric car away to my daughter, my grown daughter, Amanda. She's driving my old Nissan Leaf. I got Rochelle out of her hybrid and I got her into a, a full electric. I'm in a full electric Tesla myself. My daughter has a plug-in Chevy Volt. My other daughter, who's 20, 21, has a Chevy Volt. So there's four cars that are charging at our house now. So I'm running oh, kind of a charging station in Studio City. So I'm using a fair amount of nighttime <laughs> power, but it is all 100% green like my solar panels. You can sign up for a program where they buy in the marketplace. They go out there and they buy new wind power, new solar, new geothermal, and feed it into the DWP grid. So I pay three cents extra for that. So I have power when I buy it at night. Every bit is green as my... Uh, it's the power that I have on my roof. That's Fantastic. Great. I used to I, own a Prius and I, I loved it. Uh, it's a good car. Yeah, it was nice. If if someone if you had three of those charging, three say you had three Teslas charging, would that and you didn't have solar panels, you were using regular electricity, would that defeat the purpose or is it still better than <laughs> than not? I I'm, it's I'm better. It's there's a reason it's better. There's a couple reasons. Number one, the mix of power in the Department of Water and Power. Even if you don't buy their green power program, the regular mix is pretty green. They got off all their coal and what have you. They're they're putting more green power in line anyway, no matter what kind of plan you buy. Also, use 25% of your gasoline in a city like Los Angeles. Stop. You're not going anywhere. You're sitting at a light. You're slowing down in traffic and what have you. 25% of your gasoline is used in that way. Also, it's easy to clean up one power plant than it is a million tailpipes. Mm. Power plants do get dirt, cleaner every year and cars get dirtier as they age. The kind of cars we make, we're making them cleaner every year, but a car that you bought years ago, as it ages, it gets dirtier. So there's a, a bunch of different reasons why. And also the best thing about electric cars, you cannot make gasoline on the roof of your house. You can make electricity on the roof of your house. I know because I've been doing it for quite a while. Yeah, you don't know what I'm doing at my house, Ed. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, could be I, making gasoline. Yeah, that's true, Dave. I'd never know what he's up to over there, but uh, <laughs> um, but I love shows where I learn something. So yeah. this is this is great. I love it. Um, <laughs> but to switch gears a little here, I have to ask. I have to talk about this because it's one of my favorite shows out there. Um, it's one of those where me and my wife fall asleep to. We have like you know the Office, which actually you've been in the Office for an episode, but uh, the I, Office. Uh, that's in our rotation. Um, there's another one, but one of them is Portlandia. I have to ask how you kind of you were in a few episodes of it. You know, I think six episodes. IMDb says, but how'd you how'd you get involved with Fred and Carrie over there? I've been a fan of Fred's for years, and Carrie too. Once I saw that show and saw her incredible work, I was just smitten with her. For some reason, I don't know why they thought to call me for an episode early on, but they did. I was in heaven when I got that phone call and race to, to go up there and do it. And then they had me back for another year and another year. I think I did four separate years of it and loved every minute of it. I'm just a huge fan of Carrie's and a huge fan of Fred's. They're hysterically funny and very smart and yeah. very sweet people too. 
Yeah, uh, I would hope so. Go ahead, Dave. I have a bedtime show as well, uh, where, where I see you quite often, Ed, which is Arrested Development. Uh, this is one of the ones we play on a loop many, many times. In fact, I, I told my wife we were having you on uh, today, and her response was, quote, the alpaca. And for those of uh, fans of the show, because you know, uh, Ed played Sitwell, who had alopecia, and the late, great Jessica Walter uh, called him an alpaca. So. Right. I have different eyebrows for different yeah. moods and what have you. I have different, like I'm getting a haircut. The hair, you know, changes in length episode to episode. It's pretty funny. Uh, it's, oh, man. Yeah. It's, well, Will Arnett is a genius. Jeffrey oh. Tambor, Jessica was so wonderful. Yeah. You know, Jason Bateman, I love him. Yeah. Decades. He's so great. All of them are just such a treat. Portia, just amazing people. When you uh, guys came back for that fourth season, the Netflix, because um, you know, Sitwell was in the fourth season, right? Yes. Where, yes was, was. Well, I mean, it had always been talked about for all those years since the show stopped. Were you just like, were you ever expecting to get that call for that fourth season at that point? Or was it long gone at that no, point? No, I wasn't. I didn't. I'm, I was always elated whenever they had me back for another episode or another season. You know, Mitch Hurwitz is a god. His The way his yeah. mind works is thing of beauty so i just love getting a call whatever he's doing he did that show as well called lady dynamite with maria bamford yeah very funny comedian maria bamford so i got to play her father in that so anytime i hear from mitch Hurwitz, it's a pretty damn good day i would i would say so yeah he's oh man he's so talented it's insane i'm just amused the fact that we we both kind of go to bed to ed begley every night <laughs> <laughs> it's true i mean it's i'm honored bless you people it's it's not because the sh- it's not because of the we're bored it's just you know that that brings us comfort you know we're not falling asleep because you, oh, you know yeah, you, people asleep all the time in my work don't feel bad <laughs> common reaction it Certainly seems my wife <laughs> um and it seems like you're always either a uh, a father or a doctor that's uh that's that's a common common occurrence with ed that's, that's right sure. <laughs> well i yearn for the good old days when i play the father i don't play fathers much anymore and now i'm well, a grandfather I'm happy to have that little segue into yeah. another line of work it's great <laughs> oh man good stuff um real quick before we let you go i got some rapid fire questions for you i hope you're up to the task um I'm up all right, great. Uh, this first one's a little comp- controversial. Uh, what's your go-to movie snack? Well, popcorn, no question. Love it. Right. Vegan, too, so there we go. Uh, do you have a guilty pleasure movie or TV show? My guilty pleasure TV show now is Startup. The brilliant show was on Crackle. It's on Netflix now. Startup is incredible. You must watch, everyone. Okay. I will watch it. Uh, favorite genre, musical or horror? Musical. What do you like better, 12 Angry Men or Sweet Bird of Youth? 12 Angry Men, classic for all time. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Oscar, Sweet Sweet Bird of Youth is that Oscar, right? That's right. Yep. And that's a wonderful movie. But boy, 12 Angry Men is an unbelievably great movie. Yeah. Hitchcock, Kazan, or Kubrick? Oh, man. Oh, Kazan, I guess. Well, I got it. You said Ilya Kazan, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah, good yeah. choice. Good choice. A uh, movie that made you want to get into the biz. Is there a specific movie that inspired you? Besides having dad in it, in the movies? Oh, wow. Yeah, it was his movies, really. But the movie that really affected me was Journey to the Center of the Earth. 
I thought I would start digging with some friends. We started digging in my friend's backyard. We were going to tunnel to the center of the earth. Oh, man. <laughs> did you make it? Yeah, how far did you get? <laughs> Lucky uh, we didn't get buried alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite Nicholson movie? Chinatown. Ooh, the that's best Chinatown. movie ever made. Great choice. Uh, favorite movie uh, of the 21st century, or first one that comes to mind that you think of great movie, 21st century? Silver Linings Playbook. Ooh. All right. We're friends now. So but that's, <laughs> all, that's all the questions I had. So there you go. You did it. You won. You won the you prize won <laughs> being our guest. So, <laughs> but uh, no, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, it's been an absolute honor for us. Uh, again, we fall asleep to you every night. So um, <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be sure to... Uh, let our uh, listeners know about uh, Bailey's best products and uh, put the link and everything in there. Anything else they should know? No, just thanks for keeping me working all these years, watching the films and TV shows I'm in. I'm grateful to still be doing it and really happy to be on, on here with you guys. You guys are a delight. There you have it, folks. Ed Begley Jr. What a treat that was to speak with him. Let him know what great fans we are of him. And uh, just, yeah, let him know uh, that we fall asleep to him every night. (laughs) Uh, But no, he was great. Uh, Definitely pick up uh, those products. Uh, they, uh, They help the environment. It's better than having that toxic stuff in your house. So definitely uh, pick up Begley's best products. Again, follow us on Instagram at BlockbusterCast. Uh, Twitter, actually, Twitter's BlockbusterCast. Silly Goose, Ben, you're such a silly goose. Uh, Instagram is Blockbuster Mentality, where you get all the updates on the show. Again, rate, review us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. But that is it for me, for Ed and Dave. I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Bye.